have yet another participant from Shrink Your Fibroids. How are you today? I'm doing well, thank you. So my first question is, what made you decide to do this? Oh, because my menstrual cycle is torrential. <laughs> uh, it is. It's, 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 it's life-altering um, to the point where I have... I plan, I try to plan monthly to stay home for a day or two oh my. on my cycle just because the flow, the volume of blood that I'm losing is happening so fast that I ruin clothes at work and have accidents upon accidents. So, do you have pain or is it just mainly the bleeding? Um, I do have pain at times, usually mm -hmm. one day mm -hmm. of cramps. Mm -hmm. um, I'll take 800 milligrams of ibuprofen maybe once and mm -hmm. that holds me over for the mm -hmm. day mm -hmm. um, because I find this more lower back pain instead of cramping so I feel all that pain in the back mm -hmm. and then the rest of it is just flow of blood and lots of blood clots and, and heavy this, bleeding. Has this always been a problem or have you found as you've gotten older it's become more of a problem? It's getting worse as I got older. I've always had when I was younger when I was first starting menstruating mm -hmm. um, I had very bad cramps mm -hmm. and heavy flow, mm -hmm. but I wasn't didn't know enough to count how long it was happening. It sure. was always normal to have a heavy period, yeah. but as I've gotten older, they gets it's getting worse. And that's a mistake. Well, I won't even call it a mistake, but when you ask someone is your flow heavy, it's like compared to what? Right. Exactly. That's right. And so if you've always been used to a heavy flow, it's normal. Right. Whereas it may be close to hemorrhaging right yes. i didn't know that i i knew i i in my whole life i never knew i never paid attention to the fact that there were light periods and period you know uh, like like pads without wings and <laughs> you know these cute little dainty things i didn't even i knew them but i knew that they weren't for me yes so i've never even in my life been able to use it i've always used a heavy pad or an overnight wow had my entire life wow because i one was always afraid of having an accident but then it's just that's what it was so when did you discover the diagnosis of fibroids um the first time i was when i went into the hospital for what um for what ended up being a kidney infection and they did an ultrasound and the technician walked by me and said oh by the way you know you have a fibroid that was my introduction to me having a fibroid, a random technician just saying that. And then I followed up with a, with my GYN after the fact. So that was my question. Mm -hmm. Had you seen a gynecologist? Yes, I've always, I've that? always, I've, yeah, I'd always been and regular so with when my... you went for your GYN exam, no one had suggested it no. to you. Was that because your fibroid was small? I don't, I think just because I didn't know that my period was abnormal. I didn't know that the heaviness wasn't normal my mother's periods were heavy my aunt's periods were heavy mm. everybody in my family always said yes this is how we are we just have mm -hmm. heavy mm -hmm. menstrual periods mm -hmm. of course everybody holding the secret that my grandmother had a hysterectomy mm. my aunt ended up having a hysterectomy at 40 because she didn't want to have children so it wasn't a reason for her yes. and my mother at the time was getting ill so her period was changing and she um merged into menopause very yes. early yes so by the time i was old enough to start asking those questions everyone's walking around period free and i'm just kind of here like okay all right this is just what it is so i didn't know that it was 
that it was abnormal. Okay. And then as I started talking, I was getting to a teenager and I was talking to my friends and are in college and my friends are saying, oh, my period lasts three days. Like three days? What do you mean? Like mine's just getting started at three days <laughs> because I average about eight days of heavy bleeding. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So, so now you know you have a fibroid. You go to the gynecologist. Yes. And what happens? They said, don't worry about it. Uh, they said it was normal. Most women have, you know, most women have fibroids. They're benign. Especially uh, African-American yes, women. Yes, and they said, then, uh, don't worry about it. Um, she said, we'll deal with it if it's not bothering you. We'll, one of those things, we'll just monitor it and see. I didn't have anyone, even when I first, when in my first pregnancy, I mentioned to the OBGYN that I had fibroids. At that point, I didn't know how many I had because no one had ever done an ultrasound to Mm -hmm. monitor. Mm -hmm. She even said, while pregnant, don't worry about it. We'll just see how it goes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she's like, and at this point, she's like, you're pregnant, so there's really nothing I can do. And then after I lost the pregnancy, I said, well, what about the fibroid? Did the fibroids have anything to do with it? No, it was just an unhealthy pregnancy. It had nothing, it just wasn't viable. You know, it's just your body's way of, you know, doing whatever it needed to do. And she didn't address it either. Had anyone linked your eight-day heavy cycles to the possibility of fibroids? Or had that even been a discussion? I had always mentioned it. But again, people just, it was dismissed. Okay. From different different clinicians. And I had seen a variety of um, different GYNs over the years because I would find that I would get to one if they didn't address it I would move on to someone else and they didn't address it and then it was like okay and I would move on so I didn't um it took a long time to find someone to actually address them um and that wasn't until after my second miscarriage that they were addressed because that same doctor I got pregnant I had a miscarriage in February of 2016 I got pregnant again in September of 2016 had a miscarriage in November of 2016 and at that point, when I went to her after I was having the second one, I said, look, there has to be something happening here. Mm-hmm. And she didn't do, want to do any testing. She was just chalking it up to being, you know, to these just being uh, pregnancies that didn't last. And I went and got a second opinion. And that doctor then said, I don't have any explanation. He did. I had gone to see another specialist in New York got a full genetic panel done to see was I having, you know, were my chromosomes off? Was there anything wrong with me? There was nothing wrong. Everything came back normal. And so when I went back to my, this is to the second opinion, um, with all of that information, um, he said, the only thing I can, at this point, I can think it is, is these fibroids, you know, because there's nothing else clinically wrong with you to explain why you're not holding these, these uh, pregnancies. Um, and my partner at the time was refusing any testing, so I didn't know if it was him yes. or not. Yes. But he said, so this is the only thing I have. And his, um, at that point, after we did the multiple the studies, um, he decided to have, he said the myomectomy was the first, was the option, because I wanted to still have children. Yes. So I had to do, I had a myomectomy in January of 2017, where they removed 23 fibroids. And now I'm back with fibroids again in 2020, with what do we have now five i think five five visible that they can see okay so a yeah. couple questions for you about mm-hmm. for what an incredible story so you're in the medical field thinking back do you think that there was a disservice or a lack of attention paid to your symptoms in the past yes 
it sounds as though things didn't start to happen until you started advocating for your own health. Yes. When you and said, no, something's got to be going on here. Yes. And I, um, with the only reason I stayed with that when I had the first miscarriage, when I went to, um, I didn't like that. I didn't like that office after the, my experience with the miscarriage, the first miscarriage. Because the, when I was told that I was miscarrying, it was very cold. It was very nonchalant. I was told over the phone. Um, I was at work when I was told. And the doctor literally just said, yes, so this pregnancy, she said exactly, this pregnancy isn't viable. Um, because I had been spotting for two weeks. She said, I'm surprised your body has not, you know, expelled the pregnancy already. And she's like, if you don't pass it by Thursday, come in, have a DNC, and we'll take care of it. And she hung up the phone. And this was my first pregnancy, everything. I was standing in the hallway at work, you know, mm -hmm. fighting back tears. Mm -hmm. And then had to go back into my office, and people were asking me all kinds of questions. And I just, you know, went home in a fog, you know, um, waiting for whatever to happen. She did not call in any medication for me. She didn't ask me what I, you know, did I need... I didn't know what to expect. Yes. Um, even though I had the knowledge, you just don't know what to expect with your yes. own body. Yes. I didn't know what to expect, so I just went home and sat there waiting for something to happen. Um, after it happened, I went back in and, you know, she did another sonogram, you know, confirmed that, you know, everything had been expelled. And that was it. And then there was no more conversation about it. And it was just left alone. And it was so cold. And especially because my doctor was a woman and had just given birth. I thought that she would literally, she was pregnant when I was pregnant. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking you should have been a little bit more sensitive sensitive to this. But no. So were you surprised when you heard we removed 23 fibroids? I wasn't surprised only because my surgeon, my, the doctor, um, he, was, he performed the surgery as well. He said, I can only see six, but one is very, very large. He's like, so I want, he told me, he said, I'm probably going to find more than what I can see here. Um, so I was, was braced for the fact that there were more. When he said 23, I wasn't sure, but he also took pictures. I asked him to take pictures of them because and I so wanted to see them. I have pictures of them. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Um, the largest so was, was 11 not centimeters. An yeah. Exaggeration no, by any means. No, the largest was 11 centimeters. Okay. And, and it was. And the reference is a tennis ball is seven centimeters. So. Yeah. Yeah, it was 11 centimeters, and all of them were outside of the uterine. They none of them were in the uterine cavity. They were yes. all outside of the uterus. Yes. The largest one, which was 11 centimeters, was actually oval shaped, mm -hmm. and it was standing vertically mm -hmm. at the top of my uterus. So. After the surgery, I said, well, my chest hurts. I felt like someone had been underneath my ribs. And he said, well, yeah. He said, because it was up underneath. I had to reach underneath your rib cage to pull it down and out, out of you. Because it was vertically, and it was just sitting here, and I don't have much of a torso. So it was just sitting right here. And he's like, I had to go up and get it to pull it out. And, and it was huge. And to be clear, the time period between having the surgery and seeing the prior GYN that said, oh, we're just going to watch and wait, wasn't that great? It wasn't. It was, it was less than a year. Because I had the first miscarriage in February of 2016. I was having surgery with another doctor January of 2017, which was emotionally a rush for me yes, my yes. ex-husband at the time was yes. very adamant about me having the surgery yes. I wasn't prepared mentally or emotionally yes. to do it but I did it anyway um you know for you know supposed peace okay uh, yeah so yeah. 
what was your emotional response to and the fibroids are back mm -hmm. after the surgery that's that's the frustrating part about it um i was hoping it would have had a window a bigger window for How them was it? really not ugh, that was 2017 this is 2020 so not even three years you know, um, I would imagine it's probably two because I noticed my period changing in 2019 that it was starting to get worse and dragging out a little bit longer mm -hmm. than it was before. So I maybe had one good year, probably, I would imagine, before they returned. Um, so, I mean, whether, you know, why they, who knows. So moving to the plant-based shrink yes. your fibroids, for the past three weeks, have you noticed any difference? Um... In my body, physically, I, my energy level is different. I'm not as exhausted. Um, you know, I work long hours, but I'm not um, dog tired when I come home. I'm just tired from being on my feet mm -hmm. all day. Mm -hmm. um, I have more energy after I eat, so I don't feel sluggish after eating. Um, I have lost weight, so I've lost about 10 pounds. In three weeks. In three weeks, Woo. yeah. Um, so I'm still, yeah, I'm still, you know, I, but I feel good about it. It's just an adjustment as far as everything else. You know, I still have cravings for other food. And your cycle's just as heavy Yes, point. I've had, and I'm on my uh, cycle now, which okay. is still heavy. Okay. Um, I'll see how long it lasts. Let's okay. see how long it tapers off. See okay. if, it, if it goes a full right. week and a half or if it's... <laughs> so I think I know what you want out of this study. Yeah. Less yeah. fibroids, less bleeding. Yeah, but I also want to get to a point because, you know, still having had children. So it's a matter of and being able to do that and do that safely. Yeah, yes. to right. do that safely. Right. Important. Thank you. Yep.